You busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. You ever get this sneaky suspicion that God is getting ready to lead you or he's currently leading you on a road that's going to require for you to do things a little bit differently? It's going to require a new set of skills and you're just like, God, I have this sneaky suspicion that you're working on me as we're journeying this thing together. And I don't know if I have it in me, but, and you may be at the point that you're like, I'm willing to try, or you're just like, mm, let me see if the old things I used to do work, right? And so I'm reading um, our good brother Moses in Numbers 20. And just reading this, I was like, man, has so many different ideas that came with this. So Numbers 20, I want to start at verse 7. It's because I'm just going to skim all the way down. The premise is, listen, them Israel folks, annoying. You know, they're, they're complaining. There's no water for us to drink. And we're thirsty. And we're parched. And all these other different things. So Moses just got to the point that he's like, I absolutely cannot. Right? And so just to show you his level of cannot, on verse 6, it says, Moses and Aaron turned away from the people and went to the entrance of the tabernacle where they fell face down on the ground. Yeah, because they're over it. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to them. So verse 7. And the Lord said to Moses, you and Aaron must take the staff and assemble the entire community. As the people watch, speak to the rock over there and it will pour out its water. You will provide enough water from the community to satisfy the whole community and their livestock. Verse 9. So Moses did as he was told. He took the staff from the place where it was kept before the Lord. Verse 10. Then he and Aaron summoned the people to come together and gather at the rock. Listen, you rebels, he shouted. Must we bring you water from this rock? Verse 11. Then Moses raised his hand and struck the rock twice with the staff and the water gushed out. So the entire community and their livestock drank their fill. Verse 12. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust me enough to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel, you will not lead them into the land I'm giving them. I said, oh my goodness. Now, let me tell you why that just was like poof, epiphany, right? Some chapters ago, when the Israelites was doing what they naturally do, complain, murmur, the whole combo, right? At one point, Moses was able to hit the rock and water came out. But in this instance, God was saying, hey, I'm getting ready to do a new thing in you. I'm getting ready to do a new thing so much so that I want you to assemble the Israelites so that they can see the new thing that I'm getting ready to do. Because whenever God is getting ready to do something new, he needs your attention. He needs you, that posture to be different. It has to be a different level. He needs your mindset to shift as he's trying to change the situation, right? That's why the Bible says new wine, new wine skin. He's changing both, the inner and the outer. So at one point, for Moses, yes, hitting the rock worked at some point, and water did come out for hitting the rock previously. But in this instance, God was like, no, 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 I want you to speak to the rock. But with Moses being so distracted because he was angered, so his emotions got to him once again, he disobeyed and did 
what worked at one point. Now that is the part that really got to me. How many times does God have to try to do a new thing in your life? That he places something new in your life and you approach it with an old mindset and an old way of doing things. And I'm not poking fun. I ain't call you to try to, you know, make it where you like, you always trying to dig in my mail and read my business. No, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do some story time real quick. So hand in the air. My hand is raised. Okay, pick me. Okay, thanks. So when my husband and I were courting, <laughs> I remember um, we were having a discussion and it turned a little heated. And um, I hung up the phone because that's just what I'm, you know, was, it, that's just what I did. And, but I hung up the phone with the expectation that he was going to call me right back. So I just nah, 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 click and held the phone in my hand like five, four, three. You, you know how we can get sometimes, right? Or at least the immature side of us. So he called back and I was like, I smiled because I see the number coming through. And I was like, <laughs> okay, because that's the person that I did that. So I was, you know, pretty stoked that he understood how that worked. And so I picked up the phone and I'm like, hello and he was like uh, did you just hang up on me and I was like yes he was like why I said uh because I was mad and he was like oh okay um let me just <laughs> yeah um if you hang up again um I can't control what you do but if you hang up again I won't be calling back I think that's rude. I think that's disrespectful. And I wouldn't do it to you. So I'm not expecting for you to do it to me. <laughs> Listen. Who are you talking to? What's my first response, right? Uh-uh. Because no, you're not. And no, you can't. And no, you won't. I've been hanging up, folks. Established 1980, 80, 80. You ain't going to tell me what I'm getting ready to do, young sir. Okay? That's number one. Number two... Who are you talking to? Number three, you low-key embarrassed me. So I'm probably going to pop off and just do the whole neck roll and the eyes and all that together because, you know, I feel some kind of way. I feel like you just screamed this out like the New York lottery numbers. Like everybody heard it and it's just you and I on the phone. But that's the equivalent to what it felt like. It felt like you told everybody and now I got to defend myself. It's like the whole cafeteria said, oh, uh-uh, nope, y'all not getting ready to jump on this table because I'm going to win this fight so again that's all going on in the background of my head right yes very extra but that was my truth and I just hit him with the okay but the fumes inside for him to tell me what I am and am not going to do who are you talking to you know I went through that whole thing and then I had a little tap on the shoulder from the Holy Spirit it was like hey listen uh this is a good one right um yeah, the man that you've been praying for, you know, God, can you please? Okay, so what you used to do in the past, you can't do that here. I had to literally change so many things about the way that I communicated because if I was honest with myself, I did not have healthy communicative skills prior to him. So another instance, nope, I'm going to put my business in the streets because I'm always calling and, you know, digging your mail. So another time, um, <laughs> oh, another you know, uncomfortable situation. Um, I tend to, you know, go up to the Mariah Carey octave, you know, I get the, and I go all the way up there. And, um, he was like, uh, Tifa timeout. Are you, why are you screaming? I was like, because eh, eh, eh. Like, you might as well have just 
put a pacifier on me. Like, put the whole bib ensemble. Like, I was full-thrown adult tantrum, right? And he was like, um, I'm, I'm going to say this because I'm not a screamer, and I don't want to start that with you. Um, if you have a concern, I'd rather you just say you're going to call me back and we can talk about it, but I can't talk to you when you're screaming at me like that. Do you see my face right now? I said, oh, <laughs> sir. That's what I wanted to say, right? And I moved back from the phone so that I wouldn't be in your ear. But I'm like, sir, listen. No, you're not going to tell me what to do. Again. But then I, I kept seeing a pattern here. And so I had to be honest with myself. I was like, okay. <laughs> so when everything cooled down, maybe some, you know, let some time pass or whatever. And I told him, I said, listen. I have been communicating this way for like all of my life, um, in every area of my life. Um, please be patient with me. If I start to get loud, because you know what? I've been doing this so often that I may start, you know, doing the, getting up there in the octave and that, that's not my normal tone. I've been doing this so long, I don't know when I'm doing it. So if you would be so kind, let me know when I'm doing that and kind of like, hey, you're getting loud so that I can try to train my brain to the, oh, yeah, when you stand up, you get louder. And then when you start pacing, when you're on the phone with him, you get louder. And, you know, because it is it is a norm for me and for him, it was a discomfort. So you have more of the sensitivity to be able to point out, hey, you're doing it again because I can't catch myself. I can only feel when it's boiling and it needs to come out. So can you just, you know, and he had to work with me on that. But I literally needed to go back to God and say, hey, I don't want to mess this one up. Because that is how I communicated before. And you're trying to give me this new blessing in this new place in my life. And I need you to show me how to speak. I need you to give me a new way of talking, especially in the area of when I'm upset. And so I just thought about maybe God's trying to do that in your life, too. Maybe you're like, listen, I want that promotion really bad, but I know I am not going to get it uh, with the time management that I had. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to change that time management. Also, I may have to change the way that I talk to certain people because I was talking to bosses reckless. I don't want, you know, if I'm over someone, I don't want none of my employees that's assigned to me to feel that way. And I have to, you know, then we both be doing the back and forth screaming, that's unprofessional. You know what? I really, really want a house, but I know that I can't get that spending money the way that I have been. Like, I feel like, again, I feel like God is at, we're at the point now that God is trying to do a new thing and we have got to shed some of that old thinking, some of the old ways that we handle stuff. There's just certain things that it's, it cannot, it's not going to, you're not going to be able to afford to do things with the old so looking at Moses and it was like man him hitting the rock twice God looked at it and said because you didn't trust me and that's the part that cut me deep I was like God you looked at him hitting the rock like he didn't trust you but I don't understand why was that a trust issue and he said, because any time you lean on what you knew worked from before, opposed to doing what I told you to do that's new, that shows that you trust yourself more than you trust me. And I was like, ooh, mind blown. My bad, God, I'm sorry. 
And then I look back on the other times that I was like, you know what, you're right. And thank God that I did change how I communicated with my husband because you know what, that was my, that was my boyfriend at the time. I would have never gotten to fiance and husband, right? Thank God that I got that inkling, hey, um, I need to switch the way that we eat. Um, you know, I think that we're eating out too much. I think that we're doing this, that, and the third because the blessings that came from me doing something a new way. You know, and I could have had it was like, I always spend money this way. I always scream when I talk. I always, always. But you know what? Always doesn't necessarily get you to where God is trying to destine for you to be, Right? Let's just be completely honest. That's the same thing as saying when you were in, you know, high school, whatever. I always wore sneakers. Okay, but you can't wear sneakers to every element in your life. If God wanted to set you up to go meet someone that was in the presidential realm, CEO realm, you're going to wear sneakers then? Okay, so maybe we need to start exercising on a smaller scale you know, something new. And the thing that I love about God is not like he took Moses and said, I want you to go ahead and um, I want you to break dance. I want you to do a somersault. Make sure that you land it. He didn't give him no like gymnastic Olympian um, instruction that was just like, whoa, God, I don't even think he can do that. He gives you instruction that is within your realm, but it has to be beyond your level of comfort because it has to be something that you absolutely have to believe God God is behind that for you to go ahead and pursue. Okay, I'm going to buy this house knowing there's no one in your home, in your home, in your family, in your bloodline that is either a a successful homeowner or b they they don't have any property. So you don't know much about that for you to go ahead and pursue going to college knowing that. Listen, I don't know the first thing about writing a paper. It's been years since I went back to school and all these different things. You, it's like you have to know that behind this particular thought behind this particular action I know that it is being driven by God I know that it is but oftentimes we do what Moses did we recline back to what we know for instance I give you and this has been on my heart if God is telling you to start a business please don't have the audacity to quit your job and then find a new way to have another form of a job, maybe like a part-time job as you're working your, your, your passion. That is you doing what you know works. You know that you can get a job. So you know you, the full-time is taken away from the business idea or, you know, the pursuit of whatever your assignment is in life. So you're going to go ahead and, okay, I'll, I'll scale it down um, and I'll get a job as I'm working my, my you know, this particular passion. Or if God is saying, hey, um, I need you to do something different in this relationship. I don't want you sleeping with such and such. Okay, he's getting a little bit too much. It's okay. If God is saying, hey, I don't want you to scream at this person this way. I want you to do something different in this relationship because I want to do something different in this relationship for you. But I can't do nothing new if you stuck on this is how I've always done stuff, right? I'm looking at you. No, ain't nothing happened to the phone. I'm just staring at you to see how uncomfortable you are. That's how I know I'm, I'm talking good. Okay, all right, we'll move right along. But we have to get to a place that we say, okay, God, I am no longer going to rely on my own natural abilities. I am no longer going to rely on what I know definitely works. 
I've never spoken to a rock before and had water come out of that. That that doesn't sit well with me. But you know what? I've hit the rock before. So what I'll do is I'll hit it twice. And that way, um, the water will come out. And it's like, that's not what he told you to do. You are relying and reclining on your own ability. And let me just go ahead and tell you this. You can go ahead and try to make yourself believe that you make things happen. God will show you quick, fast, in a hurry that that is not the truth. You are not the um, one making people by yourself, making people listen to your whatever, making you cannot make people do anything. I don't know if you've been around um, long enough, but people are who people are, right? They're stubborn. They're narrow-minded. They, you know, for the majority, um, you people are not gullible. You just can't make them do what you want, right? It is God pretty much single-handedly seeing how far he can go with you on this journey. And the more that you give God your yes, the more you're going to have to be completely reclined in. He's going to make you do some things that is not in your norm it's not out of your reach it's just not in your norm so God didn't say um I don't want you communicating at all I want you to sing when you communicate he didn't take me from point a to z that fast he just said in regards to my boyfriend soon to be husband that I (laughs) I prayed for he said hey um when you're talking to him and you're angry I need you to speak to him as if you um look at him like he's someone that should be respected. And I was like, ooh, okay. Then God went a little deeper. He said, matter of fact, here's what I want you to do. The way that you treat him and the way that you talk to him will be the equivalent to your thank you note from me. Meaning how you speak to him, how you treat him will be an indication of how thankful you are that I brought him into your life. I was like, oh my... God, that's so much pressure for like a contraction, sir. (laughs) Because you got to understand, I'm from New York. You understand? I come from a strong stock of women who, I mean, if you were listening in on our get-togethers, you wouldn't know if we were getting ready to fight or we were just having a good time. So to ask me to conform to Tweety Bird's grandmother, I don't know how to do that, sir. And it's making me nervous. I don't know if I'm prepared for the journey. So I had to be unveiled. I had to say, you know, and I, and I wish Moses would have done that. But I had to be unveiled. Say, husband, hey, listen, boyfriend at the time, um, can you help me? Because you're stronger in this area than I am. Which was huge for me to even admit that. And maybe Moses should have done that. Maybe he should have said, because the Bible clearly says that it was Moses and Aaron. Maybe he should have said, Aaron, I'm irritated with these people right now. And I feel like I'm getting ready to hit, hit this rock twice. Yeah, I'm getting ready to hit this rock twice because I'm over it. And I'm angry. Maybe Aaron should have said, okay, well, let me go ahead and do it. I mean, for crying out loud, Aaron's the one that did a majority of the, you know, the, the plagues and all that stuff when it was Pharaoh, when they went down there with them. So Aaron got some ability in him. And the fact that God said he spoke to Moses and Aaron, guess who got the punishment? Moses and Aaron for who hitting the rock twice Moses so sometimes maybe your next level just requires for you to be a little bit more unveiled to your partner 
I truly believe that God always aligns people so that you have an iron sharpens iron kind of experience. So Moses had Aaron. I had my husband. <laughs> you know, I have my husband. I had my boyfriend at the time. Um, just to kind of get you to another level. You know, Joshua had Caleb. Like you look, it's always a, oh, okay. You know, Peter and had Andrew. And I mean, again, he will, if you open your eyes to the people around you, you will start to see, hmm, I think God, I think you're the iron that God had, has planted in my life to sharpen my iron. What difference would it have made if he just would have said, Aaron, I can't do it. No, I'm severely aggravated, sir. Like severe. Matter of fact, I don't even want them to drink no water. Like th that that's how irritated I am right now. Who in your life is the Aaron? Who is the Aaron that could possibly save you from yourself? That whatever you did in the pretense, in the prior you know yourself well enough to know I'm a little shaky. I'm probably gonna I'm I'm probably gonna relapse back and do some screaming. I'm sorry. I'm a little irritated. I'm gonna go ahead and yeah. I'm I'm a relapse. I know myself well enough to know that. Who is the iron that God says, hey, if you need to be sharpened by them, get sharpened by them. But what you absolutely cannot do is revert back to that old thing because I'm trying to do something new in you. And that is what screamed out to me in Numbers 20. It was, dang, Moses, God was trying to do something awesome with you. He was trying to bring you to a new place, to a land of milk and honey. He was going to make, I mean, your name already rings bells. You can't say Moses without people knowing, oh, okay, yeah, he's the one that led the Israelites. But man, how much more we could have read about you if you would not have reclined in your old way of doing things. And I think that's, the hurdle that so easily trips all of us up. It's like, listen, your way may not be the best way, grandma. Okay. No, you can put me on speaker. She can hear me. I don't care. Your way may not be the best way, CEO. Maybe you're so far removed from the last time that you worked that position or posted that position somewhere that you need a new set of eyes to say, hey, that's a lot of work on these workers right now. Maybe you need a new sense of, maybe you just need to be brave enough to say, hey, um, I realize I've been doing things the old way for a long time. Please don't make it where the years change, the days of the week change, the weather changes, and the only thing that's not changing is you. And I believe that's why God let them folks in the wilderness for 40 years by themselves just watching them just go around this mountain and this mountain and he had to say okay long enough y'all been going through the around this mountain long enough can you get to a place in your life that you say you know what in this area long enough i want a positive healthy relationship with and you fill in the blank i want to no longer be in pain in this part of my body. I no longer want to take this medicine anymore. I no longer want to carry around this chip on my shoulder anymore. I no longer want to handle money in this fashion anymore. I no longer want to, and you fill out the blank. But do you understand and are you ready for the fact that it's going to require something more from you?
that it's going to require for you to do something new? Are you ready to go ahead and say, okay, you know what? T today I stamp approved. This is the last day that I handled this situation in that old mindset. I don't know if you need to go ahead and just say, oh, write the word mindset down and just to remind yourself that what you need to get you through to this next season, this next graduation, this next level in your life, what is going to be needed is a new mindset. And if you can get that deep down in your soul and just realize it, it's not, God is not asking you for courage right now. He's not, a, you know, he did that with Joshua. That was after Moses with Joshua. It was like, okay, you, sir, I need you to remain brave and strong, brave and strong. Maybe your thing that God's trying to get you to, is just mindset. I need you to see things differently. I need you to see your relationships differently. I need you to see your job differently. I, I don't want you to see it as a job. I want you to see it as your ministry. And if it's not, then you need to go ahead and get changed. Yeah, that means that if, if you are going in there with a clock in, clock out mentality, that should, that's the mindset issue right there. But this season, God is trying to do something new. He is trying to shake out that old thing and let that new thing come, come to pass. And you need to go ahead and go back to the lab and say, okay, God, what is it that I'm missing? What is it? What mindset am I clinging on to? Am I disrespecting people the way that my mother disrespect people? Because I'll be honest with you, that's where I got the screaming from. I did not see healthy communication in my household. I had a very aggressive mother who spoke to people very aggressively because that's how she was raised. And so I didn't see sit down, work out your, your issues. I saw screaming, trigger finger motions in the air, and possibly some violence. So I knew violence was wrong. But I didn't yet make the crossover to no screaming is just as um, it's just as terrible. It's the entryway to all things getting out of control. And so, you know what these conversations are. They are thought provoking conversations. So the challenge that I want to go ahead and impress upon you today is go back and ask God for this new season I'm about to embark on. What old mindset do I need to leave behind? Am I still, still as fearful as I was in my teenage years, in my early 20s, whatever it was? What is it that I'm still holding on and that I need to shed of? And I promise you, when you really tap into the new thing, you're going to see, oh my goodness, thank goodness. Because it was the mindset that was holding me back. It was the mindset that was the delay. I'm thinking, God, why are you not answering my prayers? And he's like, how come you didn't change that mindset yet? How come you haven't changed that behavior yet? Why haven't you put that down yet? I can't take that habit into this season. I can't take that mindset into this season. And that's why he didn't let Moses into the promised land. Because he could not get him to shake that mindset. His mindset was, I'm going to rely on what I know I can do. And that showed the lack of trust in God. And God was like, you know what, dog? I love you, but you can't come here. You can't, you can't come over to the new land. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I love you. But where I'm trying to lead these people, how am I going to request something new of them while you remain in the old mindset? You see what I'm saying? So when you hang up this phone... I want you to ask that shedding question, that mindset question. And I want you to have the courage enough to say, okay, I got it. And take it like a football and touch down. I need you to run across this field of life and get what's yours. Do you understand? All right. I think you know what to do. 
No, because I, I, I feel strongly about that. I think you know what to do. So as my good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. I want you to go ahead and get your football. Go ahead. I'm cheering from you. I'm cheering for you. I'm in the stands. I don't know too much about football, but I know a touchdown. I know when to scream for it, all right? Go ahead. Go. I ain't going to hold you no more. Go ahead. I'll talk to you later. All right. Later. <laughs>